2023 trade deadline, St. Louis Cardinals thoughts and previews, what I'm going to title this. Um, there's already been two trades, just went down as I'm recording this about 10 minutes ago or so. Uh, the first one to discuss, uh, we will start with the Blue Jays trade. The Cardinals are sending uh, Jordan Hicks to the Toronto Blue Jays for uh, pitcher Adam Kloffenstein and uh, another pitcher, which is Sim Roberts, uh, is how I'm going to say his name. I don't really know exactly uh, what his name is, but the Cardinals uh, move on from Jordan Hicks. Hicks, uh, a free agent after the regular season. I, I would probably lean towards ruling out a Hicks reunion and free agency. I know that they talked extension before uh, pulling the trigger on a move, but they make the move with Hicks, uh, an up and down tenure in St. Louis. Obviously the stuff is there. There's no doubt about it. He's got some of the most electric stuff in baseball, uh, but you know, him wanting to be a starter last year was a disaster in, in attempting that, uh, you know, his first part of this season was awful, but he's been really good for a while now. So I think for Toronto, it makes sense in terms of uh, Jordan Romano getting hurt and then looking for a pitcher. Uh, Kloffenstein is 22 years old. He's got a 3.24 ERA and a 1.27 whip in AA this season. That's uh, 17 starts. And then Robert uh, is 21 years old, has a 4.06 ERA in uh, AA uh, this season. Um, he is the... Uh, Uh, he's the number seven prospect, I believe, according to the MLB pipeline in uh, in the uh, in the prospect rankings, the top thirty. So overall, I like the return a lot. You get two young pitchers, uh, Hicks. Not a lot of control left on that one. Um, you know, I just I, I'm perfectly fine with it. I mean, look. Going into this, I was going to have a likely to be traded meter one through ten, and I already wrote them down before I had Montgomery at a ten. You knew that was going to happen. I had Hicks at a seven. I maybe holding out some hope uh, that that would not happen, and then obviously Stratton goes with Montgomery to Texas. We'll get into that in a moment. I had him as a six, but he goes as well. Innings eater, going to be a free agent. Uh, whatever you move on. Um, so I think one of the big things you do with these pitchers is not exactly. Look at ERA. I think you got to look at strikeout rate. Uh, you got to look at other things such as pitches, um, FIP, you know, K percentage, all that stuff. Uh, and I think that that's there with a lot of these pitchers that they've acquired so far. Uh, and then the second trade is Jordan Montgomery and Chris Stratton to the Texas Rangers for uh, infielder Thomas Seguis, who uh, was. Maybe the more underrated prospect coming in this trade. Not a pitcher, but uh, he's the 14th ranked prospect in the MLB Top 30 pipeline for the Rangers. Uh, plays middle infield. So you think you can see him at short or second, maybe even third. Uh, he was drafted in 2020, fifth round pick. His MLB ETA is 2024. He's batting 314 with an 894 OPS. In 92 games at AA this season, he's got uh, 15 home runs, 78 RBIs. A lot to be excited about with him as a hitter. And uh, coming into it and looking at his scouting grades, his uh, fielding is solid as well. So I like that a lot. Uh, Tekoa Roby 
is a guy that can induce strikeouts and uh, has some swing and miss stuff. There's some risk there in terms of development, I think. He's got a 5 ERA. I know it's not, like I said, it's not all about ERA, but he's got a 5 ERA in AA this year. So uh, we're going to see what happens with him, but uh, there's some risk there. But, hey, it's a rental. Montgomery's a rental. Stratton's a rental. In terms of return, I think it's fine. I think both of these trades are pretty decent, solid starts for John Mozeliak as he tries to reshape and reform this team. Um, you're looking for pitching. You got four of them in two trades. John King is the uh, the third piece in the Montgomery trade. He's has been pretty bad the last two seasons at Texas, but he had 2021. He was good. He's a lefty, 28 years old, probably going to be a bullpen piece. Uh so we'll see, right? I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But overall, a couple good trades. All right, let's get into the things that could happen, okay? There's two other starters that I could see going possibly in a deal. And the first one is Jack Flaherty, who I put at a 9 on the likely meter because I think it's going to happen. He's a rental. They're probably not going to re-sign him. Uh, they're probably not going to be able to come to terms with an extension either. So Flaherty, I think, is gone. I think you look at a couple teams that could look into making a deal for him. I think the Diamondbacks, I think the Dodgers, I think the Yankees. We'll get into a little bit of that here soon. Steven Matz pitched well today as I'm recording this. I don't think he'll get traded. I put that at a two. But if a team really wants him, I think the Cardinals would certainly listen. Uh, Other relievers, I only put one more down. Ryan Helsley, I have him at a five right now. Five out of ten possibly to be traded. I think with Hicks going, I think you probably just hold on to Helsley despite the fact there's other factors at play, such as he hasn't been healthy this year, such as the arbitration case, which seemed to annoy both sides. Uh, And we'll see. Uh, Position players, I don't know how many it will go. I'm thinking maybe only one or two, but I really don't know who it's going to be. First on the list I have here is Paul DeYoung. I put it at seven. I feel like the Cardinals are going to try to pave the way to either put Edmund back at shortstop or bring Mason Wynn up to the bigs. And I wrote a Substack article earlier this week about how Mason Wynn needs to be in the bigs now. The time is now. Trading DeYoung makes that a lot easier. DeYoung has to have some semblance of value on the market. He's got a cheap contract. He hits for power, sort of. He's a pretty good fielder. Uh, So we'll see. Tommy Edmond, I wrote on here, is a six uh, switch hitter. Fast, good fielder, versatile. Can play shortstop, second base, center field. He's done it all for the Cardinals. Um, He's hurt right now. I don't know how that would affect anything, but I think there's got to be some interest in him. I don't know what the Cardinals do. I don't know if he fits into the plans in 2024. That's kind of my big question with him because I think Mason Wynn is knocking on the door. So we'll see. Uh, Tyler O'Neill, I put it a three, which if you would have told me going into the season or with at least the way the season was playing out just a couple months ago, I would have thought Tyler O'Neill would be a 9 or 10 out of 10 to be moved. But I have him at a 3. I think the Cardinals are going to keep him. Put him in left field. Hits for power. He's playing pretty well right now. He's hitting. Fielding is good, solid. But uh, that's why my next one is Dylan Carlson, who I think they do trade. I really do. I think Carlson goes. I put that at a 7 right now. I think the Cardinals, right now, they view their outfield as O'Neill in left, Newt Barr in center, Walker and right. Despite how bad Walker is as a fielder, there's room to grow. He's young. It's his rookie season. He's got a world, you know, a worldly number of skills at the plate that he's going to be putting together sooner rather than later, in my opinion. 
So that's why I don't think, I don't know if Edmund fits in the mix in 2024 either with the idea of uh, Mason Wynn being ready. So Carlson, I think, gets moved. I really do. I think Carlson and Flaherty could be packaged and sent to the Yankees possibly if the Yankees want to add a starter to the mix with you know the struggles of Domingo Herman, Nestor Cortez not being healthy, Frankie Montas not being healthy, bringing a rental like Flaherty. Uh, the Yankees have a plethora of pitching prospects that would be solid fits for the Cardinals. I have a ton of them written down, and I'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, the next winner is Brendan Donovan. I put that at a two. I really, 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 really hope that they don't trade Brendan Donovan. He's just such a valuable piece, in my opinion, uh, with the ability to play first base, second base, put him in the corner outfield. He's been really good at each position. He's a really good hitter. He's a much, much, much better hitter than the majority of the guys that are on this team. I really, really hope they don't trade Donovan. And if they do, it's going to cost a lot because he's got some years of control. So if you're looking for a big package to get in return for Donovan, you could do it. I don't think they should do it. Uh, Andrew Kisner's been hitting the ball recently. That's my next guy. I have him as a five to be traded, five out of ten. I don't know. I'm in between. I think Ivan Herrera has to be given a better chance. He was fine when he was up here. Now he's back down. So I would trade Kisner to try to pave the way, another pave the way situation, which I think the Cardinals need to be looking at right now. Uh, then the final one here is Wilson Contreras. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, you know, I don't think it's going to happen. I have it as a one out of ten. I doubt it. I don't see it. I think they're they're going to stick to it, stick with them, and I think that's probably the right move. Um, maybe I'm wrong. I doubt it, though. Let's be honest. Uh, okay. Let's move on to the next thing here. Hold on a sec. I'm writing something down. So right now, I would have the Cardinals defense for 2024. As of right now, I would list it as Contreras behind the plate, Goldschmidt at first, Gorman at second, Mason Wynn at short, Arenado at third, O'Neal in left, Newbar in center, Walker in right, and then you could have Donovan in right, you could have Donovan in second, and DH one of the two young kids, or play them in the field and DH Donovan. For next season. So that's why I don't I don't think Edmund or Carlson fit into the plans given what we've seen the Cardinals do and given how much we know they like Newbar and they don't want to trade Walker, obviously, at nor should they. So we'll see. Uh here are the players that I'm very confident will not be traded before Tuesday's deadline, August 1st. Not a very long list, but uh it's cause kind of cause everything's up for you know. Everything uh, is is in play here, I think. They're six, 47 and 60. They're obviously out of it. They've already made two significant moves. Uh, they probably got more for Jordan Hicks in terms of value than they did for Montgomery and Stratton, which is neither here nor there. I think it's how you view it. And a lot of that's going to depend on if Takoa Roby pans out for the Rangers, a potentially high upside guy, but there's some untapped potential there that you got to figure out. Uh, okay, let's see. Players who will not be traded. The two starters, Adam Wainwright, Miles Michael, if they're not trading either of those guys. Doesn't seem like they're going to trade Giovanni Gallegos, so I'm going to put him on the list here. Uh, Gallegos, say what you will about him, but, I, you know, it just doesn't seem like they're interested in moving him, so there you go. Uh, position players who will not be traded, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Gorman, Nolan Arenado, Jordan Walker, Lars Newbar. I think pretty confident I can say that at least four of those five will not be moved. Newbar or Gorman, you could you know kind of go back and forth on whether that makes sense or not. But uh, 
Who knows? Uh, okay, let's see. Potential trade partner here. I wrote one down that's into detail because of how many pitching prospects they do have at the top of their system. Um, the New York Yankees. I don't know why I'm pausing like that. Sorry. Uh, the New York Yankees. I think Jack Flaherty, Tyler O'Neill, or Dylan Carlson could be of interest to the Yankees. Uh, pieces that could be in return. These are one, two, three, four, five, six starting pitchers, all right-handed, that could be of interest for the Cardinals. Uh, the first one is right-hander Drew Thorpe. He's the number six prospect in the Yankees pipeline. Uh, his ETA MLB, MLB ETA is 2025. He's got a 2.70 ERA, 128 strikeouts, and 103 innings in high A ball this season. Uh, let's see. Next one is Will Warren, number seven in the system. Could be ready this year. I think this is a guy that the Cardinals would covet a great deal because they want guys that can pitch for their team in 2024. Uh, Warren has a 4.30 ERA, 85 strikeouts, 73 innings across double and triple A this season. Next up is Richard Fitz, right-handed pitcher, number eight in the Yankee system, 2024 ETA, 3.80 ERA, 118 strikeouts, 106 innings in double A this season. Next one is Yoendris Gomez. Number nine in the Yankee system, 2024 ETA. He's got a 1.72 ERA, 36 strikeouts, and 31 innings in double-A this season. Next up, right-hander Randy Vasquez, uh, number 12 in the Yankee system, 2023 is his MLB ETA. 5.04 ERA, 80 strikeouts, and 69 innings in AAA this season. The next and final one here is right-hander Clayton Beater, number 13 in the Yankee system, 2023 ETA, 3.44 ERA. 101 strikeouts and 83 innings in double and triple A this season. I think the Cardinals could package Flaherty in an outfielder and talk with the Yankees. Obviously, the Yankees need an outfielder, um, and the uh, they could also use a, an insurance experienced starter that's a rental, like I said. Flaherty would fit the bill with that. Uh, Carlson can play corner outfield next to Bader and Judge. Or Stanton, I guess, because if Judge, you know, has to DH given the injury, that wouldn't be a surprise to me. Uh, so I think the Yankees and Cardinals could get back together a year later after they did the Montgomery Bader trade and do another one. Wouldn't surprise me to see that. Would not surprise me at all. Uh, the Orioles are another team that could look to, to trade for Jack Flaherty. The Orioles clearly they're having a good season and they were expected to be good. I picked them to make the postseason, so it's not a big surprise that they've been as good as they are, but they have a loaded farm system. So uh, who knows what they're really willing to give up. I think if you're the Cardinals, I think you look for one of their pitchers and they have a couple of lefties that could make sense, such as uh, Cade Povich, who's in AAA right now. And he is their number 11 prospect. He's not having a great year in AAA, but there's value there. Uh, D.L. Hall is a guy who's been in the big leagues and struggled, but is their number nine prospect. Is a lefty. Drew Rahm in AAA this season is struggling a little bit, but you know has the has the profile that would fit the Cardinals in my opinion. Uh, so the Orioles could be a strong partner. The Diamondbacks as well. I think the Diamondbacks have uh, a name that makes sense in my opinion is Blake Walston. The number five prospect in the Diamondback system, ETA, is this year. Uh, not great numbers in AAA this season, but is a strikeout guy. Not a strikeout guy either. Sorry, read that wrong. Uh, but there's plenty. Plenty of different options. Plenty of different ways for the Cardinals to go. 
Uh, the Dodgers are another team that makes sense just because the Dodgers, like the Yankees, have a ton of young starting pitching in their system. Uh, whether it's Gavin Stone, their number four, Emmett Sheehan, who's in the bigs now, their number six, uh, Nick Frasso, the number eight, River Ryan, the number 10, Maddox Bruns, the number uh, 14, Landon Knack, 16, Ronan Kopp, 17, Kyle Hurt, 25, Justin Robelski, 26, Peyton Martin, 27, Peter Hubeck, 29. Plenty of options there with the Dodgers. So the bottom line is this, um, and I'll probably do another podcast once the deadline is over and the dust settles and I can talk more and more uh, about the Cardinal deadline. So the bottom line is this. Jack Flaherty goes. I can see Ryan Helsley going. I can see DeYoung going, Carlson, O'Neal, Edmund, Kisner. I can see those guys going. And we're going to see the approach from John Moselec in the Cardinal front office. The approach, I think, is to add starting pitching that is not that far away. And they've accomplished that in a number of ways with the first two trades to this point. And there's still time to go in acquiring that. And I wonder if they pair Flaherty together with an outfielder or with another pitcher to try to maximize the return. They tried to do that in the Montgomery trade to Texas. Who knows what the return looks like? We don't know at this point in terms of the value. I like Sagis a lot. I'll say that. And the Hicks return, I think, is perfectly fine for what they're looking for. So, yeah, there we are. There we go. Uh, Thoughts on that trade? There you go. Uh, More to come when the deadline is over. I will probably do another one of these and talk more and more about it. And I will see you next time. Thank you for listening.